We often look at people who do terrible things and think, man, that's just all sorts of wrong. Those bad people doing bad things are so bad. Yet, complacency is often just as bad. Not putting your faith into action, standing by and letting injustices go unchecked. Not being involved in ministry. Yep, sometimes that's as bad as all the people who do things that are wrong. Complacency war zones, where sin meets complacency and says, well, hello there, won't you be my neighbor? And spiritual squalor settles in all around. That was God's people back then, and often through history, right up to now. Zephaniah says, seek righteousness, because that active search leads to a continuous renewal that eradicates sin and guards your neighborhood. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U, a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Welcome to Sabbath School University. My name is Sarah Mae Cologne, and I am your host for this day. This day? <laughs> I would just like to welcome our panel, and if you wouldn't mind introducing yourselves and then answering what you're really lazy about. Okay. Uh, my name's Scott, Scott Cable, mm -hmm. and I am really lazy about writing things down, actually. <laughs> like, I rarely use a pencil or a pen anymore. But you like it to you be know? around you. Oh yeah, like my phone. I have my phone. Or, you're, you're right. You're right. I, do, I appreciate them. I just don't use them. Right now. Okay. That's that's true. Not writing things down. <clears throat> Who are you? Uh, I'm Abigail Figueroa, Abby, and uh, my lazy thing is kind of ironic because I'm really lazy about sleeping. Like I'll stay up really late during homework, and then I'll get up really early to do homework or whatever. That's really so. weird. It is. <laughs> my roommate, cool. <laughs> my roommate thinks I'm crazy. She's like, how are you alive with so few hours sleep? So yeah, anyway. You could take over the world, I think, though, because if you have that much extra time in a day, you know, it's awesome. No, it all goes into Hebrew. Oh. <laughs> my name is Denry White, and uh, what I'm lazy about is um, um, food in my mouth. And I figure if I tuck some between my teeth, then later on I can have me a light snack. Why do really you need to clean the teeth out? I'm really grossed out by you right now. <laughs> you ask. Well, yay, and now we need scripture and prayer. Okay. Whoa, so Scott, scripture. Denry, you're doing prayer. Yes. Starting with Scott. Okay, we're reading Zephaniah 2, verse 11. The Lord will be awesome to them when he destroys all the gods of the earth. Distant nations will bow down to him, all of them in their own lands. Father, we thank you for everything you have done for us. Bless your name, Lord. We thank you for allowing us to come here in this land to worship and to praise your name. Now, as we go over the words, we ask, Lord, that you teach us so that we can teach others. These things we ask in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Do you normally pray? In See, that's the first time I prayed in my life since I left Jamaica when I was little. <laughs> like first that. time you prayed in your life? <laughs> we prayed <Man>. in Jamaica. <laughs> in Patwa. <laughs> awesome. So what do you call that? Patwa. Patwa? Yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to learn it, and then I'm going to confuse people. It will be amazing. Anyways, well, I'm really glad that you're here. I know you were here a couple of weeks back, so I'm just glad that you could come back on the show. Um, so we're studying Lesson 9, The Day of the Lord, about yeah. Zephaniah. Woo! Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody with a name that starts with a Z is pretty awesome. Or an X. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so cool. Mm -hmm. 
So anyways, first question. Some of the people in Zephaniah's time did terrible things, while others were just complacent as such evils unfolded. Which of these two sins do you think is worse in God's eyes? Dun dun. I mean, it goes back to the complacency. You know, I honestly think that the people who just watch mm -hmm. and don't do anything about it, you know, are just as guilty, if mm -hmm. not more guilty, just as guilty. That's just me. I honestly think the people who just sit back, you know, you don't say anything. And I think that's what we become, some of us. Uh, and I don't want to speak general, but a lot of people just become lazy now. They don't want to correct anyone. They don't want to, because they want to be classified. You're judging me. Right. You know, so instead of saying, if I see Gabby, you know, walking into. Uh, Gabby? Sammy, Abby, excuse me. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> if I see Abby doing something wrong, I don't want to say anything to her because, you know, I don't want her to say, oh, you're judging me. Right. You know, so I'd rather just sit there and watch her make a fool of herself. Right. So you're just guilty. How true is that, though? You know, like, the whole only God can judge me thing. Exactly. Like, where do you draw the line between playing Junior Holy Spirit, I'm going to convict you of sin, <laughs> and... Sorry, one of my friends would always say that to me. Like, you know, where do you draw the line between going around being like, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong, and right. just genuinely loving people and... I don't know, giving them correction. Like the Bible says, you know, a wise man will learn from correction. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, yeah. It was funny. Someone in one of my classes once said, I think that we should have a secret sinner's society and they go around and police people. And I was like, that's the scariest idea ever. Wait, but that's much... a real idea? I'm not actually okay. sure. I'm hoping I went with okay. the no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so any other thoughts on that? Which of these two sins do you think is worse in God's eyes? Complacency or I guess... Yeah. yeah. It, I think it would be, it's kind of tricky if like, let's say that <clears throat> we're kind of assuming that both of these groups would be present yeah. in every case, mm. right? But what if one of them isn't? Would God be unhappy with a whole group of people who are complacent? Is that even, you know, is mm. that a thing? I, I kind of don't, I don't know. I guess there's a, there's a question though. I'm sorry. No, I know I get personally frustrated with complacent people to some extent. Because it's partially because I'm really hyperactive, so I always want to be doing something. Mm -hmm. And when I see something wrong, it's very hard for me to just mm -hmm. be like, oh, that's their problem. You know, it's, there's something to be said about standing up for someone else. There's also something to be said about fighting everyone's battle for them. So I do think there needs to be a balance. But I think for me, I just really struggle with the complacency aspect. Mm -hmm. Because for me, how, how do you let, I mean, this is kind of an odd example, but how do you let someone beat puppies? You know, like, exactly. that's just not okay. That's yeah, that's Why just, would you? it's not okay. Like, I feel like I would personally get into probably a fight of yeah. sorts with someone over that. And yeah, other people would be like, well, I don't really see that as my place because maybe they're training them. You know, well, maybe they're going to beat me. Yeah, or something. It's just, where do you draw the line again? Because I think if you know to do right and you don't do it, mm -hmm. that's sin. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Right? And it comes down to the knowing. Like, if I don't know that... Sarah's secretly, you know, talking about how it's bad, but she goes home and beats her puppies every night. Mm -hmm. If we don't know, then that's one thing. But if you know... <laughs> I'm so distraught right now. <laughs> the idea of it. Yeah. No, but if you know, then you should do something. Like, some people don't know. I personally, I wear the shoes, and I'm I won't say which brand they are, because I believe that they're environmentally friendly, you know, they don't use slave labor and all that. Mm -hmm. And personally, when I see people wearing certain brands, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, that's so mean. But they don't, maybe they don't know, or they just... You know, right. it's not important to them. So it's got to be a personal thing. And when we personally see things, this is where mm -hmm. it's got to come back to us. We have to exactly. act upon what we know so that we don't just 
be one of those who are complacent and just whatever. Yeah. You know, I was talking to a guy uh, when I was in Georgia, mm -hmm. and we were talking about domestic violence. Mm -hmm. And I, I, we asked him, um, if you heard your neighbor beating up his wife, mm -hmm. you know, what would you do? Mm -hmm. And he said he would just turn his TV up. And I was like, you know, my friend was like, he must have not have a sister or mm -hmm. a mother mm -hmm. or a female in his life. Right. Because any natural person, you know, just this natural human existence mm -hmm. would want to do something to help. Yeah. You know, call the police, knock at the door, something. Mm -hmm. But we live in a culture now where I rather just mind my business. Mm -hmm. I know what's going on. Whether it's abuse to animals or abuse yeah. to human, I'm just not going to do anything about it. Yeah. So many yeah, things to say yeah. right now. That's uh, difficult. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Really quick, a little story. Okay. So we were. This was elementary school. We were walking around this big oval that we, you know, like we used during recess, mm -hmm. and some people were making fun of my sister, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> and I stayed back. I was walking in line with them, these two guys. They were mm -hmm. making fun of my sister and her friend, and I didn't say anything. And then that that day on the bus. On the way home, my sister, I was sitting in a seat, my sister walked by and she said, thanks a lot, Scott. You know? Mm. And that just, that broke me. You know what I mean? I, so I promised at that moment I would never yeah. let that happen again. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing that I, I guess I would chalk complacency up to would be fear, mm -hmm. right? It's gotta mm -hmm. be, and, and, then, and then like you're saying, uh, Denry, we, we say, well, it's a cultural thing. You know, like I'm minding my own business. We blame our fear on culture. Mm. You know, like, why do we let it, why do we let ourselves do that? Right. That is what God is, is not cool with. Yeah. Right. You know? It's also very interesting to think about how it does matter on how we react, you know, what we pray about and how we do things. Our approach mm -hmm. to complacency or people that are complacent. And the knowledge base, I think, I forget who brought it up, but the knowledge base, you know, like, you can only be complacent if you know that about something, you know, like you're choosing yeah. to be complacent. Mm -hmm. Like we can, I can say, Scott, you're really being complacent about this one thing. But what if he doesn't know about it? What if right, he doesn't exactly. even know he's supposed to be doing that or it's something that is supposed to be in his life, you know? I can't blame him for not knowing. But once someone knows, I think that's when the accountability starts stepping up a little bit more. Yeah. And then on the, other, on the other hand, at the beginning mm -hmm. of the show, I call um, Abby, Gabby. Mm -hmm. Now, what if you had let me go on the whole show calling her Gabby? <laughs> I would have looked at fool, and then I would have came to you later on, you know, saying, well, nobody, why didn't anyone correct me, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, you can get two sides. You can get, well, I knew her name was Abby. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make fun of her, mm -hmm. you know? Or you can get, oh, thank you very much. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, somebody, you have to do right. something. That's also when friendship comes in or a relationship status comes in, yeah. because I feel, you know, with the three of you, I know, you know, fairly well. And so it would be easy for me to go up to you and be like, you know, I need to talk to you about something. Exactly. Like, I noticed this. And it's not as intense and oppressive, I guess, as if it was someone you didn't know who's just like, let me tell you what you need to do. <laughs> so I kept track of all the times that you, you know, that is not cool. <laughs> that is not cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess another question is, why is it so easy, especially for those who live in wealth and comfort, to forget their dependence upon God for everything that they have? Well, that's... <laughs> That's simple because a lot of times, um, I explain myself, when my, when my money is flowing, mm -hmm. or should I say by the term, when, my, when I have my money and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm paid, mm -hmm. sometimes you, honestly, you forget about God. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you thank God, oh yeah, I got paid, but you're ready to live the good life. Mm -hmm. But when you're struggling and you don't know how you're gonna pay next month's rent, rent mm -hmm. who's the first person you call on? Exactly. You know, God. 
So it, it kind of brings you to a, a, your knees when you don't have, yeah. you know. And so I think that's what Jesus said. It's hard for a rich man, you know, to make it to heaven. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like a camel going to a needle. Mm-hmm. And it's funny when I first when I was little and I heard that passage, I thought it was a literal needle. And a camel like yeah. I have this. I'm I'm like, there. That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> but I understand later on, you know, it's just a little, you know, entrance called a needle, but it's still mm-hmm. small, mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, you know, so it's the same thing. You always have to, whether you have it mm-hmm. or not, realize that whatever you have comes from the Lord. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm super fortunate because the n- money has never flowed in my life. So my dependence <laughs> on God has been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Float. That's the word. It's going to work. But yeah, I mean, when you think about these things, it's it's really hard to realize that sometimes we need the challenges of life to look back up. I remember a friend one time telling me that um, he drank a lot and he was really um, addicted, I guess, to, and on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. It was like an emotional addiction almost rather than actually just drinking. He needed it around him. And I remember he said, you can tell me all you want that it's bad for me. And I know that. Mm. But until I fall on my face, he's like, and then I turn over at rock bottom. That's the only time I'm going to be able to look up. And he's like, and I know that. And he's like, so I'm just, I'm almost to rock bottom in that I know it's soon that I'm going to need to change things. Mm. And I was just like the awareness that he had that he was going to need to go a little further and just like hit rock bottom in order for him to even be able to look up. It startled Mm. me because I realized that he knew where, he knew doomsday was coming. He knew the downward spiral he was going in, but... Um, he knew he wasn't strong enough yet to let it go. And it was just a very weird... I think that relates to why... Like, because the question is, why is it so easy? Mm-hmm. It's not why do we? Mm-hmm. You know, it's clear that we, you know, we start taking credit for things, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but why is it so easy? Mm-hmm. The fact is, we want it so bad. Mm. We want to take credit for, for the good things that we do. Yeah. And dish, you know, dish off blame to other people. You mm-hmm. know, so in the case of like a friend, you know, with addiction, even... Um, you know, I've had even personal experience with something like this. Like, the things I'm addicted to, I say I'm addicted. I'm out of control. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, I'm addicted to it, and because I love it, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, what I mean? because I want it, mm-hmm. because this is what my human could. It's I. I want it so bad. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's very true, and I think that's a good point out that it it becomes easy because it's something we naturally would do. Yeah. It's not right. like. Um, man, I'm so addicted to eating healthy and sleeping the right amount of time yeah. and working out every day. Right. Oh, yeah. bummer. <laughs> you know, no, it's, it's, oh, I eat so much junk food and never sleep. Yeah. You know, yeah. now what? <laughs> you know, and so it's, it's more of a process. You know, Scott made a good point. Um, <clears throat> and I think it goes back to the, there's a saying in the West Indies, I don't know if it's here in America, mm-hmm. you don't miss the water until the well is dry. Mm. You know, and if you have something and you love something, you know, you're going to have no problem. You know, right. no, nothing's in the problem. But once it's missing, take it away from you. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're addicted to it. So if you're addicted to money and you have no money, mm-hmm. oh, man, your life is going to be miserable. Right. And you may have read a passage and it would say God will bless you if you call on him. So you, who are you going to call on? Mm-hmm. Well, God, you know, I'm calling on you. I'm here. Now I'm going to give my life to you. Right. I found Jesus now. Right. You know, all of a sudden, you didn't want him before. But because you actually, not that you want God, mm-hmm. but you want that thing that you had once had. Right. And because you don't have it, you figure, let me call on him mm-hmm. since he's a provider. Yeah. And God is merciful. Sometimes mm-hmm. he does. Mm-hmm. And so what yeah. happens? You get it. And then what do you do? 
I'm going to go back to doing what I used to do. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it can be in anything. Because I know during finals week, my prayers are on point. Oh, yes. On point. (laughs) It's like, I will pray 30 times a day. Heaven's email box is full. Yes, exactly. Finals weeks. Exactly. Abby, you're going to say something? Yeah. How much of it just comes back to us being control freaks and not wanting Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. delegate power? Because when we have the money, when we have everything going well for us, Mm -hmm. we feel like we're the ones who work that for mm-hmm. ourselves you know and as long as we're in control it's all right but when we're not in control that's when mm-hmm. we go to god because we realize that even in the first place we weren't really in control right. it was the other things that were controlling us right it's interesting <laughs> how the wake-up call mm-hmm. is actually you know the yeah. rock bottom it's, you think it would be the other way around it's pretty jarring <laughs> yeah. yeah very interesting um so what does it mean that god sings and rejoices over us i know that's mentioned Somewhere in Zephaniah. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> Zephaniah three, three six seventeen. Zephaniah three sixteen. Seventeen. Oh, seventeen. Three seventeen. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll read that. Yeah. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but he will rejoice over you with singing. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> love awesome. And I might have to get out my seat and explain this, but I'm going to stay in my seat. Stay in your seat, but, but be it. enthused. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Think, I mean, <laughs> yeah, think about it. You know, most of our lives we're thought to praise God and to sing to Him. Mm-hmm. And here it's telling that it's the opposite. Like, God is singing to me. I know. Am I worth that much? I mean, yeah. w- me, little old me, the stuff that I've done in the past that, you know, He forgave me for, but I still keep messing up, and God wants to sing to me. And I mean, he I'm loves a, you so exactly, much. You know? He's so good. Like, <laughs> can I just? Oh, yeah. Can I read a verse? Yeah. Sorry, go I just ahead. had to. It yeah, just kind of it. ties in with this. It's Malachi three verse sixteen. Mm-hmm. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him, yeah. for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on His name. Again, us, little old me, we're sitting here talking about God. Are we doing anything that deserves any kind of huge Mm -hmm. mention or anything? No, but he's like in heaven, like, look, they're talking about me. I got a song for you. I know. He's like, how awesome is God that he loves us so much? And shouldn't that just instill in us a desire to Mm -hmm. give that back? Like, God is amazing. (laughs) Sorry. He just did. It's phenomenal. I really relate to this idea, like, because the the source of the singing is the rejoicing, right? right? So, I mean, I love singing, I love music, and I mean, because this, this could read something else. It could it could read, you know, it will rejoice over you with clapping or with dancing or something. Mm-hmm. But but I have been in those times where the only thing I can do because I'm so down because I'm so sad is sing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then I've also been on the other side when the only thing I can do mm-hmm. because I'm so flawed, so happy is sing. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's it. I'm, I'm left to singing mm-hmm. because I don't know how else to express Sweet. my joy. Yeah. That's you know? so cool. And I think that's so amazing. I'm super fortunate because I have a brother who's an amazing musician. And I remember one time I was super sick and it was my birthday and I was sprawled out. I don't know. Do you remember this? Or was that Southern? I was sprawled oh, out 
at um, on my friend's couch, and I was just like, Ugh, I'm dying. Mm -hmm. And my brother walks in with like four of his guy friends, and they proceed to sing me a birthday song. Mm -hmm. Hey, Sarah Mae, it's your birthday, and it's a pity that you're so sick. But wow, hey, hey, it's your birthday. And it was just like this whole song, and he like put weird, quirky things about me in there, uh -huh. and like all of them were like harmonizing and playing. Like it was so, and I was just sitting there just dumbfounded. It made everything better. Mm -hmm. Because he had taken the time not only to write out words, but to put them to music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, it was his true, like, I knew how much he loved yeah. me at that moment as my mm -hmm. brother. And it was just, it made everything better. And I always think about that. I admire musicians. Yeah. I know Scott's a musician. And like, to be able to put that down, it's a universal language. Exactly. You know, you can see people's yeah. body language. You can hear the intonations in their voice. And it's just, you can tell what the emotions are, whether you can understand the words or not. And I just, I think that's an amazing image. You know, talking about music, I, um, as a father, I remember when my two boys, Nathaniel and Daniel, um, were singing the first time in the children's choir. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most of the time I try to be a cool guy because I am, you know, I mean, cool. well, right. very laid back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the number one fan. The mm -hmm. mom could not outshout me. I was like, go, <laughs> you know, go. I was like, I was like, I was clapping, I was rejoicing, and, and, and I can just think, you know, God doing that over me? Mm. I was like, wow. Mm. That is humbling. Mm. And at the same time, like Scott said, you want to sing. Yeah. You just want to rejoice. That's amazing. Yeah, and when anyone takes time, it's like an artist. If an artist takes time to paint your portrait or if a musician like takes that. time to put your name in a song, it makes your self-worth like skyrocket because yeah. you're like, whoa, and your creative freedom, you chose me? What? That's ridiculous, yeah. you know? And it's just, it's an amazing, I, 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 yeah, I think it's beautiful. <laughs> Awesome. So what practical ways can we learn to be more humble? Okay. Well, I think for me personally, mm -hmm. the best way to learn to be more humble is just to really spend some time with God. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's so amazing. Yeah. And I think when we really are real with ourselves, you know, on, mm -hmm. the out, on the outside, we can be, I guess, lying to ourselves and tell ourselves that we're awesome. But when we look at our hearts, like our character, mm -hmm. you know, I might do this, 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 and that other good thing. Mm -hmm. But when we look to our hearts, really, and ask God to reveal mm -hmm. um, our true character to ourselves, yeah. I think yeah. that's the best way to truly be humble. Mm. Yeah. And not just, sorry, not just to say it outwardly that, yeah. oh, I'm... I'm so <laughs> humble. I'm so humble. Or like, um, oh, I'm not good at this, <laughs> I'm not good at that. But then you act in a different way. I, yeah. I had a professor who said... <laughs> He's like, I'm one of the humblest people I know. And I was just Obviously. like, Obviously, yeah. I don't know how to communicate with you anymore. I feel like our definitions are off. But what were you going to uh, say? Oh, man. Uh, we, we were talking, I guess, a couple weeks ago, Micah, wasn't Micah 6 8, mm -hmm. right? The mm -hmm. do justly, love mercy, and to walk mm -hmm. humbly. I think uh, walk humbly with our God. The idea is that we're not God. You mm -hmm. know, like that's the instruction mm -hmm. is to walk with Him, but not mm -hmm. play Him. Mm -hmm. Right? So always practicing, remembering, mm -hmm. reflecting on the idea that I'm not God. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, why, why even try? Yeah. yeah, and I think that relationship that you keep building with God makes you realize how not God you are. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, exactly. it's just kind of like, yeah. ah. Like even when going back to my brother's example, you know, like he's an amazing musician. I love music. I am not him, <laughs> you know, and I can never play his style of music and I can never do what he does. And I'm the younger sibling, so I always think he's amazing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like sometimes I've tried to pretend <laughs> I could be like <laughs> him and it was the most humiliating thing ever. And um, that's when I became very humble again about the realities of my musical <laughs> ability. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's the same thing when you start hanging out with God, when you start um, 
searching out more what God is mm-hmm. like, you can't help but realize how different yeah. you are. You know, Sarah, um, when I look back and, and I think about how messed up I am, mm. or messed up even before I knew the Lord, mm. how I was just messed up. You know, mm. I mean, I was just messed up. Right. My decisions where I thought that, oh, you know, it was the best decisions for me. I look back now, like it was the worst things I could ever do. <laughs> and then to think about what we just mentioned, that God is rejoicing and mm-hmm. singing mm-hmm. over us. And to think about what he did on the cross mm-hmm. and to think about what he's still doing now mm-hmm. and to think about what he's going to be, it, you know, it makes you humble. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You don't, I mean, my humbleness comes from the fact that I don't deserve mm-hmm. his, this, this attention that he's given me. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. I don't deserve the attention that he's given me. It's like a, a husband that um, has not been taking care of his family. Not necessarily that he's committing adultery or anything, but he's just ignoring them. Right. Just, mm-hmm. just having keeping com- been coming home, mm-hmm. and then one day he comes home, and his wife has a full cooked meal. The kids are are, are are singing, "Daddy, Daddy, Daddy, we love you," mm-hmm. and he just stands at the door and he realizes, "I don't deserve this." Mm-hmm. And like bawling in tears, I don't deserve it, and I think mm-hmm. that's what keeps us humble. Mm-hmm. Not like you said. Uh, uh, Abby. Not like what you said, you know, it's not, oh, I'm humble and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a humble person. Mm-hmm. It's the realize that, man, we're messed up. Yeah. Could I say, like, tying in with what Denry just said, it's the fact that we are messed up. And I think when we allow God to work through us, yeah. mm-hmm. that is so humbling because even something simple like giving a Bible study to someone, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, at the end, they'll be like, wow, they make certain decisions in their life to turn around mm-hmm. or just to, you can see that that was exactly what they needed mm-hmm. to hear. Mm-hmm. It is so humbling to know that, who am I? But God has chosen to use me mm-hmm. to share his word <laughs> with them. And mm-hmm. that has changed their life. Like mm-hmm. that to me is humbling. You yeah. know, yeah. God's just amazing in every way. Absolutely. That's humbling. Yeah, I guess just to add, it's just that piece like, where we we recognize in situations where we get all this good thing, you know, all this all this good stuff, mm-hmm. we recognize we don't deserve this. I think the the final step, you know, is recognizing what we actually do deserve. Mm-hmm. I think we, we've all been kind of talking about that, like, you know, Romans six twenty three, right? For the wages of sin is death. Yeah. Mm. You know, the fact is, yeah. this is what I deserve. I deserve death. I deserve. Mm-hmm. honestly nothing more I know society teaches us you know we have rights we yeah. have these things you know mm-hmm. and that's part of it those things are good you mm-hmm. know but in an eternal sense I deserve nothing right. but death yeah. you know and as we wrap up I think that's a great place to end is you know we are not worthy but mm-hmm. the beauty of it is is that God has seen us worthy to be in his presence even yeah. then and I think all of us should take a step back and just breathe deep and realize what that actually means for us. I just think, yeah. oh, that's so amazing. It's amazing to think about. Mm-hmm. Anyways, there's like a couple seconds left. Any? I just want to finish the verse. Yeah, go but, for it. But the gift of God is eternal life. Amen. Amen. In, Christ, in Christ Jesus our Lord. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wait, way to conclude. Oh. Yes. Well done. All right, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here this week thank and you. discussing the lesson once more. If you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschoolu, oh, the letter U, dot O-R-G. You can also join us on Facebook right off of our site. I'm Sarah Mae Cloon, and this is Sabbath School University. We'll see you next week.